Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Security is very strict there now, okay? And I go in there my first day, and there are just people just piling in, man. This place is huge. And this guy comes uh-huh. in, he puts, he puts his phone in the little tray, hands it through security, and goes through the, through the metal detector. So I took my phone out, put it in the tray, and I wasn't prepared for any of this. And I walk through and set the metal detector off. Then I've got, then I've got my wallet that has a metal clip on it, and I've got my mm. my can of dip and <laughs> my and my belt buckle. It took me four times to get through security, DJ. <laughs> I meanwhile, bet you feel so bad. Meanwhile, I got a line of like ten people piling up behind me of people that are used to getting in, getting in through there. And, and they looking at the you mad. Yeah, and by the last time I went through, this girl goes, it's probably those calf muscles setting it off. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Welcome to the Triple Threat Podcast. Today is a special day for none other than we are live and we are feeling good. And we got a chance to listen to the Triple Threat Podcast. I am DJ Shockley, got my man Scotty D gonna be joining me here in a second. But man, first off, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I can't thank you enough for the people who do listen, who subscribe, who tell people about it. We appreciate it. I get texts all the time about people say who listen to the show. So we definitely appreciate it. All love, much respect to everybody who do, man. We hope everybody's doing good out there. Uh, we hope everybody's living a, a safe and blessed life, man. Scotty D, man, first off, what's good, brother? How you doing? How's it going, DJ, man? I'm having a great week so far. Yeah, man, Scotty D, my man got a new gig going on and everything, you know what I'm saying? He trying to lead the Triple Threat Podcast franchise already. He got a new gig, paying him more money. <laughs> um, but uh, nah, man, all good, man. Glad to hear you good, brother. I got my second vaccine shot today, so I am fully vaccinated right now. All right. Uh, Arms a little sore, but other than that, uh, no symptoms as yet. So hopefully it stays that way. I've heard people who have no symptoms, heard people who have few symptoms. So hopefully nothing else comes from uh, my second vaccine today. So I'm excited, man. I'm ready to hit the club. What's up? <laughs> I'm getting my next <laughs> next week. Next week this time, I'll have my second one too. So. I bet, bet, bet. All right, man, we got a lot going on in the world. Uh, obviously, a lot of things to talk about. As we mentioned, the draft is approaching very soon. All the talk and the banter will be over with very soon uh, because the draft will be here, man. Uh, we'll talk about uh, my man Mel Kuyper came out with uh, Mock Draft 4.0. Next time it comes out, it'll be his real deal one. It'll be the one that's for real, and we'll see what happens with all these teams. And, of course, the top five picks will probably be the most exciting part of this draft to start with for sure. But before we get started about anything in the NFL, I want to say congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama, who won the Masters at minus 10. This dude right here, oh my goodness, unbelievable him to go out and win it for his entire country. Japan is happy. They're saying Hideki will probably be a billionaire here soon with all the endorsements he will get because he wanted for his freaking country. Uh, we both had some um, we both had some uh, very curious odds looking into this Masters. Uh, you, you, you was looking forward to Xander Shoffley winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had, I forgot who I had. 
I think yeah, I, had I don't, I don't remember either. Yeah, Maybe I, I don't Ron, remember for but, sure. But I know you don't want to talk about yours because <laughs> cut right. I mean, two out of Rory, three didn't make. The I mean, cut, Rory, man. what happened to Rory? Rory's like plus seven or eight or something crazy. No, I didn't have him. I had, but I did have DJ and Cantley, and both of them didn't make the cut. So I only had one guy make the cut. All three of your guys yeah. made the cut. So I tip my cap to you. Nice job. Thank you, man. I can, I can pick winners, man. This kind of stuff I do, man. John Rahm was in it for a minute. I ain't gonna lie. Your pick, though, of Xander, who you always stick with Xander, I was nervous for a minute because we text back and forth, and I was like, oh, man, Xander's yeah. making a run. And I thought he was gonna do it, man. Respond, before you could even respond, he had the massive blow up on 16 that just kind of took him out of it. But, uh, man, he fought hard, man. He had a chance there at the end, got into within a couple of Hideki, but Hideki was able to finish it off, and he is your new Masters winner. How about Hideki being spotted in Atlanta airport and just having the uh, green jacket laid over a, a chair and him riding commercial? You think that's the last time Hideki rides commercial ever in his life? I can't believe I can't believe that he had to ride commercial. I, I can't believe <laughs> some Japanese company, whether it was Asics or whatever, didn't didn't send a plane Sunday night to come no get doubt. him. No doubt. I would have been first one to be like, Hideki, we'll come get you. Because guess what? He's going to be remembered that. He's going to say, I want to be with those people, and they're going to make him a lot of money. So whoever those people are, they missed out on a lot of bread with Hideki Matsuyama. Let that man ride commercial. He just won them freaking masters. Yeah. Oh, man, tough, tough, tough. I wish I could hit the golf ball as good as those guys do, as consistently as those dudes do. So congrats to Hideki again on winning the masters and his first green jacket. And mm -hmm. how about your boy, DJ? He doesn't make the cut, and he has to stick around <laughs> for two more days to give Hideki the jacket. I mean, yeah, I don't remember who, but I've seen that happen before, and it's it's that's that's got to be a rough couple of days. I, I if it were me, and and it wouldn't surprise me if they don't bolt to Atlanta for a couple of days and then come back Sunday afternoon. That would that wouldn't surprise me one bit because who wants to sit around? Yeah, I'm, I'm the defending champ. I got to sit around and wait on this to you know when's this going to be over? But the bad part about it was he lost it on like the last two or three holes. He was like mm -hmm. gonna make the cut and then had yeah. a bogey or something on 17 or something like that. And then yeah. had another bogey on 18. But by that time he was trying to get birdie and it was too late. So uh, that's a tough way to end it, man, right down the last two freaking holes, man. Yeah. All right, man. Other news going around. I am a big UFC fan. Scott, y'all know you're a big UFC fan. I like UFC, but uh, whatever you talk about this guy, he is going to bring the people out. Conor McGregor is mm -hmm. coming back. He's going to be fighting in UFC 264 on July 10th in Vegas. And he's going to be fighting Dustin Poirier, who this will be the trilogy fight. They both have right. won one. The second fight happened uh, back in, uh, well, he, the first fight was in 14. Mm -hmm. And then the other fight just happened uh, back in January where Poirier defeated him. Uh, in the second round, TKO. So uh, yeah. the other interesting news about this, Scotty, that I saw was it's going to be 100% capacity for this fight that's going to happen on July 10th. What do you think about that? Do you got to show that you've been that you've gotten vaccinated or what? I mean, what does that mean? And where is say. it? He didn't say. He just said that it'd be, it's in Vegas. Um, okay. And obviously, it's going to be July 10th. And they say they are getting 100% capacity, which is – 20,000 wow. fans. Wow. That's, yeah. We'll see. I, I mean, it's a little shocking. I mean, obviously, 
Uh, when was the last time they actually they haven't fought in Vegas, have they? They've been fighting in other places. Haven't yeah, they? they've been. Yeah, I think they've yeah. been in like the uh, places where it's like a like a mini bubble or something like that for the yeah. fighters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they call it Fight Island and all that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Um, um, it's it's that's a really quick turnaround, you know. And um, if I'm if I'm being honest, I think that McGregor took him took him a little um, lightly last time. Yeah, because Poirier. Once he once he got him, it was over, man. Yeah, and I, I'm 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 bad. He was a mean. I would think McGregor will be ready to go, so it's going to be interesting. I think I think this might be the best one yet of the three fights. And the thing is, I think McGregor knows if he don't come out and put on a good show and win, that might be the end of all his hoopla. It may be a a end to the aura that is Conor McGregor. So he mm-hmm. has to go out and I think win this fight and fight yeah. good because if not, people are just going to be like, well. He had his 15 minutes, you know, he did it with Floyd. He did it, you know, for a little bit in the UFC, and now he's kind of flamed out. So yeah, hopefully, you know, he makes a big payday and he's able to, to come out on the right end of it. So we'll see. But I guarantee you it's gonna be must-watch TV. They're gonna they're gonna pub it up. Connor's gonna go crazy and all that kind of stuff, do his thing. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rent that one. All right, let's jump into the national. Football League, as obviously we mentioned, a lot of stuff going on in the draft, a lot of stuff uh, about to go down. But this week, or actually on Wednesday, Justin Fields had his second pro day. Trey Lance Mm -hmm. will also have a second pro day as well. That will happen on Monday. But Fields will have his his second pro day on Wednesday. And the teams that are there, I thought was interesting. San Fran, of course, was there. Mm -hmm. The Falcons, the Panthers, and the Pats. All teams that have been linked to either Justin Fields or Trey Lance, all were there to see him. And when we, uh, I said earlier, Mel Kuyper came out with his 4.0 draft. And in this 4.0 draft, he has the Dolphins moving up to four. And he says the Falcons are moving back to six. And then the New England Patriots will move up to 10 to draft Justin Fields. And the Falcons will take Trey Lance at number six. And here's my question. The things that he did at his pro day, from what I hear, are things or drills that the 49ers do in practice, the things that their QB coach and Kyle Shanahan wants to see him do. But my question here is, is this a smokescreen, Scotty D? Is this something that they're trying to kind of put up a facade for people to just maybe think they could possibly take a Justin Fields or Trey Lance at three or – are they locked in at three? Considering the fact that they moved all the way up and gave away a bunch of draft capital for that number three spot. Are they well, locked in on their guy or are they really considering either Justin Fields or Trey Lance? Because everybody said I, it's Mac Jones. I don't know what would if you're sitting at third, I don't know what difference it makes. Why would you need to why would you need a spoke screen? Maybe they're just doing their due diligence, you know? Yeah. Because it's clear, it's clear who's going one. And it seems clear by the day who's going to. So if you're third, what, why do you need to, why do you need to be, you know, I don't, I don't know that you would need to do that. Here's my question. Do okay. you think they absolutely, without of a doubt, know who they're taking at the number three spot? Mm, no, maybe not. Maybe they're still open. They might have, you know, they might have these guys ranked, but you know, after being but here's watching my question. Today, why would yeah. you give up so much? for an uncertainty. Yeah, Why would you move point. to number three and you're not certain about the guy that you want? Like, you move yeah. to three knowing I 
I love this guy. There's nothing that Justin Fields or Trey Lance yeah. will do to change my mind. I remember they didn't go to the first pro day for Justin Fields because they're at Mac Jones's pro day. So is that a clear sign of Mac Jones is our guy? Or are they saying, smoke screen, we still like this other guy? I what I don't think I don't think it hurts to have, send somebody to I don't think they have to be doing a smoke screen. It costs five hundred bucks to send somebody from San Francisco to Columbus, you know, on a flight. Uh, why not just send somebody? No, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's a big. I don't think it's a big leap to send somebody to a pro day, especially when you know you're going to take a quarterback. Maybe you think maybe you were thinking Mac Jones, but hey, we're going to go kick the tires on Justin Fields too, just because they need to. You can't just not look at people, you know. I'm I'm a lot more concerned about what's what's going on at four, and I, I just and and you probably know more about this than I do. But do we have enough film and enough measurables on Trey Lance to see him going before Justin Fields? I just I don't buy that. It's it's an interesting topic because the two guys who I think people feel as though will really be great in the National Football League are the two guys that people are still on the fence about. And that's because mm -hmm. of Trey Lance only having that one year. Yeah. But people thinking Fields and Lance's upside is through the freaking roof. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I contemplate is, are teams in a mindset of, do I take this guy – for the foreseeable future, knowing that maybe I only have three or four years. And if I take the wrong guy, that yeah. sets me back and I don't have my job. So do right. you rush to take a quarterback that has the hype or has what you think could be the next Patrick Mahomes qualities? And you look yeah. back at those teams that did not take Patrick Mahomes, i.e. like the Chicago Bears. Right. And now you look at him and say, hmm, what if we pull the trigger on him? Are there teams right now like the Falcons who's sitting there at four? who look at it like, man, maybe we don't need a quarterback, but I don't know how good next year's draft is. Because if you go eight, right. eight, you go nine and seven next year, you're going to be picking what between 18 and 23. Like, yeah, does that, does that, that does that set you up? Cause Matt, you know, Matt's going to be another year in the books. I mean, or do you think we take a guy like a Trey Lance who everybody thinks probably could use a year to sit behind a guy like Matt Ryan Mm -hmm. and groom him? Or do you go get what you just talked about, a a player that is the most – that's best available there, like a Pitts, like a Sertain, some mm -hmm. guy like that at that number four spot? If it's me, I'd rather trade back. I love – you know I love Pitts, but I don't – I want to build from the in, from the interior. And they've never done that with this franchise – in the 20 plus years that I've been a fan since I've lived here, they've never built from the middle, from the middle. Okay. And I think that's why we've always come up short. I, I've, I've, I've watched the Bucks do it. I've watched the um, Panthers do it. Panthers way before Cam Newton, they had, a, we, I think we discussed this last week, way before Cam Newton, they had a, they had a reputation for being a tough team on both, on both lines of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I want them to do. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and this this year or maybe even next year be damned. I want, I want long-term viability. You know, I want, I want to be, I want to be, I, I don't, I don't, 
I think I'd rather trade back, accrue draft picks. And, and again, when you pile, in, pile on the um, salary cap issue that the Falcons have, I just don't see how they, they have a choice. You got you to gotta, you gotta sign a bunch of rookies to be able to afford to fill a team. Yeah. So you say no QB, no QB at four. No. And you, okay. and you, and you know, you, you're the one that talked me out of this. Yeah. So I'm with you. Now, I'm now with you're, you. now you're messing with my head. No, no. I'm just, I'm just asking, <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Cause I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm still on the same boat of not drafting a QB there. Like I still believe you can get a, a cow trash. You can get a, 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 a Davis Mills, somebody in that second round. Cause mm-hmm. you got, you have to draft a quarterback. And I think you have yeah. still some other really good quarterbacks that are out there right now. I mean, even a guy like Kelly Mon, he is different than Matt Ryan, but I think he will fit really well into what Arthur Smith may do. You have QB running there. But here's the thing. If these coaches are known for evaluating and then developing, mm-hmm. why not draft a guy that you have a good evaluation on and then you develop him into a – player that you like like so who what so is you saying justin fields no i'm saying any quarterback because oh, a lot okay. of it is about oh this quarterback is this kind of way or he did these kind of things in college but if you can draft a particular skill set why not do that why yeah. not develop that player in your system if you think they fit just right. because they don't look like the guy that's previously been there doesn't mean they can't get the job done that's all i'm sure. saying yeah yeah, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I don't have a problem with with. I mean, if 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 the option is that they're going to take a quarterback, I want Justin Fields. I don't. Now that's part of me is that I'm not a football. So you like so you like Fields over Lance then? I'm not a scout, so I, I don't. I can't look at Trey Lance and what I've seen with Trey Lance and say that that's better than Justin Fields. Um, you could do that. A coach can do that. A GM but can see, do that. I can't do that, but, but see, I'm, I'm just a regular but Scotty, guy. Here's my, here's my part about it is, regardless if you're a scout or anybody who's watched it, when you watch the game, you can see different skill sets. You can see what a guy can do. You can see this guy can throw an out route. This guy can get through one-two mm-hmm. progression. This guy can physically do these things. Right. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to be a scout to pick apart this guy's three- and five-step drop. You can see exactly how this guy plays and say, hey, I wouldn't mind having this guy on my team. You know what I mean? That's all yeah. I'm saying. So do you? So so where do you play? How do you, how do you rank those two quarterbacks? Uh, for me, I take Fields over Lance. Um, okay. I think what the guy did coming into his first year at Ohio State, you can't uh, you can't talk bad about that. Uh, I no. think the guy crushed it. Think he balled out. Trey Lance, yes, is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, I think he would have been just as good and any other uh, conference, I think he would excelled as well. But I've seen Justin Fields do it. I've yeah. seen him go against the number one quarterback in the country in Trevor Lawrence and outplay right. him. I've seen yeah. him on the big stage in those big games. I've seen him in those right. magical moments yeah. thrive. So for me, I like Fields. Um, Lance may turn out to be a really, really great player and go on to do some great things. Uh, now, not to say he won't, but if I had to choose between one or two, I'm yeah, feels, bro. And I think it's a nice, I think it's a nice marketing opportunity too. The fact that Justin Fields grew up 20 miles from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know, or yeah. 15 miles, whatever it is, I don't know, but yeah. he's a local kid. I mean, you know how we like our local quarterbacks to stay uh-huh. here, right? No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. It would be it'd be a great story, and they would absolutely bring people back to the stands and bring people back to the bins. So yeah, uh, 
we'll see where that happens. Uh, obviously, Terry Fontenot and uh, Arthur Smith have a really intriguing pick right there, and I'm sure everybody will be on pins and needles as they will for the San Fran pick and as they will be for the Falcons pick and then what happens for South and Fall. So I, I think this draft is intriguing, man. There are a lot of really good players, and the draft sets up really nice for a mm -hmm. lot of surprises. Um, and, and who knows what's going to happen, man. So we'll see in about a week and a half what, what, what happens and yeah. how it turns out. So I'm excited to watch that. Uh, other news around the National Football League. Four NFL teams have won't have voluntary workouts this offseason, citing rising COVID-19 positive rates. Also cite success had virtual had success in virtual offseason. So there are four teams, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and the Lions. I think the Patriots uh, may be the fifth team that's coming into that. But Broncos, Seahawks, Bucks, and Lions for sure say they will not participate in offseason workouts. And the thing that – the only thing that – uh, I think those are wrenching it for this is a lot of guys have contracts where they get off season bonuses. And mm -hmm. one guy I saw that gets an off season bonus. You won't believe this Von Miller, half a million dollars. If he's at 90% of the off season workouts. And he's so all he's got to, all he's got to do is get on 90% of the zoom calls and he gets a half a million dollars. No, no, That's no, nice. so, no, no. So they're not, they're not going to have the off season. So he's not going to get that. Because they said they're not going to show up now. So now, right now, what's going on? All the teams, they're supposed to report next Monday, which is the 19th. Okay. But the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and Lions are saying we are not having our off-season workouts where you go in person. So oh, now, if you don't like go in, so if you don't go in person, you uh -huh. don't get those bonuses. That sounds like a, a big, big litigious nightmare. When the MLB, or not the MLB, but the NFLPA, the NFLPA has got to fight that, right? Yeah, they are. And the NFLP says that they that they provided the players with thorough research and info regarding their safety as they enter volunteer workouts this offseason. And one player who plays for the Seattle Seahawks and wide receiver Tyler Lockett said Tuesday, it was easy, quote unquote, to learn what coaches were teaching in a virtual setting last offseason. And he quotes and says, that is the reason why we feel as though we don't need those in-person offseason voluntary workouts. Because I'm sure just yeah. like everybody else, we thought these guys didn't have any OTAs, they didn't have any minicamp, and they just showed up for training camp, that the season was going to be a mess. Turned out to be okay. Now players are like, hmm. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe we don't need those off-season workouts. Okay. Well, I, I got two thoughts on that. One is I can buy into the fact that they so, – so is this charge led by the players or by the organization? These are led by the players. Oh, players well, then, are citing and, this. Yeah. then the Players Association has nothing to do then. They, 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 have, they, yep. they wouldn't have a legal ground to stand on, I don't think. I thought you meant that the organization said that. So this is what I'll say. Oh. I don't doubt that they believe that, that it was it was productive, these virtual. Uh... Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.